Welcome to the Revenue Accelerators Podcast, a show featuring B2B sales and business leaders. Hosted by Excelogy founder and 19-year sales veteran with leadership experience in strategic enterprise and telecom sales, Deep Trikonod. This show uncovers strategies and techniques business leaders have used to go from zero to one and beyond. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help us reach more people. Revenue Accelerators is brought to you by Excelogy. We help B2B sales leaders improve sales performance by leveraging our patent-pending data-driven sales coaching systems. Find us at www.excelogy.com. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining yet another episode of Revenue Accelerators. Today with, with me, I have David Sliman. I'm so excited to be talking to you, David. Um, David is CEO or owner of Sales Performance Consulting. David, um, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really digging what you got going on, and uh, thanks for connecting. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and unfortunately, for those of you, um, you guys are all on audio, but we were just talking about this right before I hit record on this. David's setup is actually awesome. If you could see him, it's amazing. I, I wish you could, and I'm sorry you're not going to be able to, at least not on this podcast. Hopefully, I'll have him on again. Um, so, But we'll get right into it, actually. So Revenue Accelerators... Um, I reached out to David to to kind of share his school of hard knocks, his story about that. But before we get into that, David, if you can kind of give give everyone listening a little bit of background on yourself and then kind of why you do what you do with sales performance consulting. Absolutely. Uh, again, thanks for having me. Just it, to, to give some insight on my background, um, I've been in the sales, I guess the sales realm for almost 24 years. I can't believe I'm saying that, 24 years. <laughs> Time flies. Um, but I've been an entrepreneur. Uh, I've had, uh, you know, four different companies, uh, three have been acquired. I've trained over 500 salespeople, uh, throughout the country. I've sailed, trained over a hundred business professionals myself. Um, so I, I really have an experience and, and a perspective, you know, from the top level of sitting in the CEO chair and making all the decisions, uh, to working directly with people who are leading the charge. So, um, I've, I've really hung my hat in the, the advertising sales and marketing space, okay. uh, but in the franchise space as well. And, um, really, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a sales professional at heart and a sales guy at yeah. heart. I've just been lucky enough through the years to be mentored and coached by some great people and learn how to start, run, operate, and exit uh, from businesses. And, and more importantly, work with professionals, people. Uh, I think today and nowadays, you, you see all this stuff on LinkedIn and guys in suits yelling at people and, and screaming. But realistically, the, the people who I've worked with that have been the most successful in the business space, mm -hmm. Are the ones who put their people first and the people who are who are leading the charge and uh kind of hung so my head yeah i think that's like that's the future right of of leadership itself i hopefully we're all becoming a little bit more aware of of how to lead a sales organization or any organization for that matter right it's not just about you and and your leadership your management rather title it's about the people that that are in your charge kind of and I, you know i'm a i'm a big fan of simon sinek and, and all the stuff that he yeah. Um, talks through and, and and employees are people too yep. and if if you 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 could have 
like from top to bottom, top reps, mediocre reps, what have you. And if you, if you're looking at that, their contribution first as to what makes you successful, hundred percent. Like, I think that, yeah. that helps leadership sales leaders maintain, sustain strong performance and growth. I think so. You know, I, I've always broken it down into three pillars. Okay. Mindset is the first one. And, and, and I think we chatted about this a little bit. I love that. Um, organizational alignment, company alignment, making sure that the CEO, their vision, their their goal, their strategy, their culture aligns with everybody in the organization. And again, to the frontline people as well. And I think there's a lot of disconnect with that. So when I say mindset, I also mean that that alignment. And then the second thing is training. You have to, one, have really good training for your people, and you have to provide them with really good tools and train them on those tools. Yeah. Okay. There's sometimes where companies will implement great tools, but they never really execute on the training of those tools and they don't get the most out of it. The, the team members get frustrated, they get frustrated, and then they're just working in this vicious circle. Yeah, and that's, that's a great point. And, and often, like, so, so one, you know, and I have a ton of questions for you actually, but, uh, with respect to sales performance, like yeah. how long have you been doing that? What, what kind of companies do you target now in your, in your current role? It's it's a great question. You know, I've been doing consulting now for about two years, and um, I, my last company was acquired. Uh, I stayed on as uh, for for a number of you know, for about a year or so, and then I transitioned in the consulting space. But I typically work with sales organizations or business organizations that need a need a fresh look at their sales process, um, or their sales results might not be hitting the mark. Things have to change. Or they need to, like we just talked about, need to improve the mindset, uh, the training, and the action plan mm-hmm. for the. Uh, or sometimes it's the executive teams where they need more help consistently motivating, coaching, and reinforcing the CEO's vision to their team members and getting the most out of them. So uh, I, I do a lot of personal development, but uh, again, as a sales professional, I've employed a lot of those strategies in with. Uh, strategic approaches to to be successful in this business. So, are are you? Do you have do you have like kind of where you focus from a vertical standpoint, from like you know finance to manufacturing to healthcare? Do you have a specialty, or is it pretty much anything and everybody? Uh, no, it it would be definitely in the the marketing and advertising space, the SaaS space. Okay. Uh, Anything field related is really good. Any any anything in the field where they have representatives that are in the field, work in the field, prospecting, giving presentations, setting appointments. I'm really geared around those those types of uh, action items and and can elevate teams in that manner. And I think I know the answer to this, but just to kind of put an exclamation mark on this, this is these are these are business kind of business reps selling business services, right? B two B is really focused on B two B B two B selling. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, well, that that's great. Um, that actually kind of tees up some of my questions for you. So, um, with respect to your, you know, when you get engaged with a customer, um, one of your customers, do you find yourself like, how do you manage that engagement yourself? So you find personal success. What I mean by that is, um, that you mentioned earlier, mindset is one thing, but if you come in at a, at a, at a mid level, or even lower level, whatever, and you don't have that buy-in from the top. Yeah. Like, how do you, because you might be teaching something that the VP or SVP or the CEO above them hasn't bought into. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and in order for them to find success, they need to buy into that themselves. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you're telling everybody to go left. And meanwhile, the CEO is saying everybody go right. And, and you kind of, you're caught in the middle. So how do you navigate that situation? Isn't it interesting how this all comes back, this organizational alignment, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Right. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> part of the, the conversation. Now, how aligned are you with the organization? So listen, there's sometimes where I'm meeting directly with CEO and I know they're, they're decision maker and, and the champion and, and also the, the money behind it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. In some cases, like you just explained, you have a champion for yourself and you really do have to have that person who has the buy-in. But I stress this so much when it comes down to meeting or talking with any prospect. Okay. Too many times companies want to come in and they want to tell them how great they are and they want to tell them what a great office they have, what a great product they have and all this good stuff. But what they really never find out and what they really never put their hooks in is what their challenges are. Okay. What really are the pain? What, what is the pain that VP is having? Because if that pain is big enough and we can provide a solution for that, they're going to be that champion who can go. They're, listen, they're VP for, some, for a reason. They're in that spot for a reason. And they have, obviously, a communication with the ultimate decision maker. So you really just yeah. want to make sure that you're understanding the, the challenge and the pain of what that company is really uh, up against. And two, reinforcing your solution against that pain. Because if they can translate, translate that up to the CEO or whoever next they have to go to, then you've you've moved to the next step. And I always want to make sure I push at, at the proper time for meeting with not only the decision maker, or I'm sorry, the 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 champion, but also the decision maker. And sometimes an economic buyer might be different too. Yeah. So take it in steps. And you have to you have to that will take you some in the beginning, you'll be able to identify that the more questions you ask, right? You know, I'm a I'm a when I'm meeting with someone for the first time, the last thing I'm trying to do is is sell anything because I, I don't even know what what they need at this yeah, point. It's a conversation. So you do you have to be a a problem finder and a solution provider, and you have to go in with that mindset to just find out what the real challenge. Because there's sometimes there, I'll look, I'll get in with organizations, they want to talk. And they're kicking butt. I mean, listen, I want to work with them and elevate them to the next level. But the, I've seen a lot of companies that are doing a lot of things right. And sometimes it's just little tweaks and, and little things. Interesting. So wait, wait. So so they're already doing things right. Yeah. But they're taking a meeting with you to make whatever they're doing right even further. Totally. Basically. Expansion. You know, I, I've I've done everything from startups to work with organizations that are doing fifty to seventy five million a year. Okay, and when you have that mindset, or that that again, we were talking about that mindset earlier, and yeah. you have somebody in that space and leading the leading the charge as a CEO, and they want to move the company to the next level. Sometimes they want to expand, and they want to get their teams sharper. They want different perspectives. And again, sometimes it's an outside look and different perspective. And I think that's how companies who are really good become really great. Because when they're good, really, really, really good, and they're pressing on the gas and they're doing well, that's great. But when they are when they want to move to the next level and hit it in the fifth, mm-hmm. sign a really good company. That's the difference between good, being good and being great. 
That that's a, that's a great point because I mean they wouldn't have found you or wouldn't have taken that meeting if they weren't constantly striving to be better. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a it's an evolution. You don't just turn from okay to great overnight. Like it's it's a it's a process. I'm telling you, it's progress, not perfection, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. So one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today was to ask about kind of your journey, your personal journey into sales, and. And anything that you might be able to share with everybody in terms of like your hard lessons learned, anytime yeah. you might have made a mistake and and learned from that mistake, and then hopefully all of us can benefit from it, so that we don't necessarily have to run into that same mistake and go through it ourselves. Yeah, I, I think um, you know one that really sticks out in my mind. It was early, early in my uh, sales career, and uh, you know I was doing okay, and then and I hit a really I hit a slump. And, um, one of my mentors who was not specifically working in the market with me, and this was back in the night, like late nineties. Okay. This was before cell phones and being able to record on your cell phone and all that kind of stuff. So it's funny. I still have this tape on my mantle. I keep this, this little cassette tape. Remember those little cassette tapes? I don't know. Yeah. The micro, whatever the, yeah. I, uh, I keep this on my mantle for a reason, but. I was uh, I was struggling and I couldn't figure out why. And so my mentor's like, uh, I need you to record yourself. And then when you're done recording and I want you to mail it down to Florida for me, because that's where he was, and I want I want to listen to your tapes. I mean, this is how we had to do it back then. So I ended up recording myself. I couldn't listen to it. I was just like, all right, I'm I'm sending this. I couldn't get this thing off quicker. And he calls me and he's like, Hey man, you know, do you know what's happening? I said, No. He goes, You're giving a great you know discovery step your 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 demo is fantastic and you know you're, you're talking about differentiate all this good stuff but when you get to price your confidence is just rolling out of you like what's your deal and remember this is the first sales job i've ever had yeah oh i i was having this issue when i got to price asking for the dollars like saying you know, the, 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 well, it's cost about X amount of dollars yeah. a month. Uh, shrivel up. Shrivel, I could hear it through the tape. So I, I finally got the gall and I listened to it and I went, oh my goodness, this is what is totally wrong right now. So what yeah. do you think at the next presentation I went out to? Well, man, you couldn't afford not to do this right now. Let's leave this price. I mean, and <laughs> you swung the pendulum all the way to the other side. Totally. So jokingly, I say that, but. In, in the realistic fashion, it, it ultimately, that recording, that self-analysis, and, and luckily enough for me, having a mentor who, who really put me to that, changed the whole direction in my career. I mean, I could have, listen, I could have kept going at that point and getting beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up. Yeah. And it, well, who knows what would happen? But that, I, if there's anything I could encourage whether you're a veteran or whether you're a person just getting into sales, I would re- I would I would actually um, recommend that you record yourself and you and not only record yourself, deep because we talked about this. Yeah, really listen to yourself, like you said, openly and yeah, deliberately. Right, you're right taking and, notes. Totally. Just taking notes and you're going to go, did I, did I really say that? And you're going to go, but you know, I'm I'm telling you, 
You will not make steps in your progress. You will make, I still do it today. Okay. You will make leaps in your progress as you go along. And, uh, that, that would be one of the things that, uh, I would recommend doing and, and, uh, I mean, I equate that and that's solid, solid guidance. I mean, kind of growing up a little bit, um, I was an awkward kid and I remember when I would laugh as like, I remember the thing was middle school. I would laugh at something and people would just stop in their tracks because my laugh was so awkward. And, um, and since then, so I legit, it's, so I equate what you're saying about recording yourself to almost just simply looking in the mirror. Yeah. Because we wake up in the morning, comb your hair, whatever it is, and you, you know, you put on your shirt, make sure your shirt's not wrinkled. You kind of just, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and make sure you're good to go. And then you bounce. Yeah. What you're describing is very similar to that. It's, you just want to kind of take notice of how you're performing or how you're presenting. How do you present yourself? A mirror is just your image, just a snapshot in time. Whereas, you know, recording yourself and playing it back for yourself is, is awesome because, it's the same thing, but in audio, it's the same ref- reflective experience of of looking yourself in the mirror. But now you're just listening to yourself, and like you said, it's two parts, right? It's not just looking yourself in the mirror, but it's actually noticing the little things. It's noticing, taking time to actually appreciate everything, the good and the bad, of course. But but um, but still taking that time because that's what I did when to try and fix my laugh. Literally, I would just record it hear it back and be like, that's not my laugh. I can't do that. And then I would try something else that was kind of natural. No, that wouldn't work either. And so I, it took me a series of iterations to get to a point where it was natural for me to, to laugh that way, but it didn't sound awkward to the listener, whoever it was that, that would stop them in their tracks. And so, and, and, and typically no one's, I mean, at least for myself, no one's listen to accolades, all that kind of stuff. And, and, but I'm just so tough on myself. Right. I just, and, and again, I try to put that in perspective. It's, it's, it's not perfection it's progress. Um, but as long as you're putting in a hundred percent effort and you're leaving it all out there, that's what counts the most. Um, and, and I try to live by that every day. Agreed. I, I, that's, that's huge, huge guidance. Um, I love it. Um, kind of, I'm kind of looking back at you, like, what do you do for outside of sales? Do you have anything that kind of keeps you hungry when you've had a hard day? Um, oh, keeps me hungry. Well, I, I appreciate the hard days. Okay. Um, and, and I'll tell you this, and I've learned this through the years. You show me a leader and I'm going to show you challenges, mistakes, roadblocks, mountains, all that stuff. See, when when things get hard for me, I know I'm getting closer to what I need to to achieve, okay? Cuz there's these thresholds and and I talk about this a lot and especially when I'm speaking to you know, teams or or organizations and and I think so so many times and actually, it's funny you, you just mentioned this because I just posted it on my LinkedIn and I talked about the, the transformation between motivation and discipline. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're motivated to do something right, it, it, you light the match, you get the spark, you, you, you get it going, the, the fire starts kindling it and, and you're, you're, you're moving, there's motion happening. You're there's making energy, right? Yeah. You got some yeah. energy rolling, but there's this thing that happens where things start not going right. And things start getting tougher in, in certain respects. And, um, 
what happens at that point is people start when when they start running against the hard things, they start getting depleted, and and they stop pushing. And there's these yeah. thresholds, right? And this threshold you have to get through is going from motivation to discipline. So every time that I have a challenging moment, I know that I'm getting closer to what I need to achieve in my discipline. Now, discipline for me is doing things sometimes when you don't want to do them. Okay. But, but listen, if there's anything I recommend, I, I get up early and wake up. I'm not trying to impress anybody, just to press upon you that I get up early and I want my motor running. I want it running. I work yeah. out every morning. Okay. And there are yeah. days where I just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's Monday through Friday for me. But <laughs> for me, if I don't do it, I actually feel worse. Yeah. So that's a discipline. So discipline for me is doing things sometimes when you don't want to do them. And then ultimately, if you don't do them, you feel guilty about it or you don't feel like you're fulfilled. See, it's not the, it's not the hard, challenging things that I love the challenges because I know I'm getting closer. But you got to break through that threshold and getting the reps and, and, and taking the knocks are the things that where you will ultimately make progress. And people sometimes are so close. They're so close to, to moving it to the next level. And they just don't, they just don't quite get that. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of the same. In fact, just yesterday I was talking to a buddy of mine regarding he started a workout regimen a couple months ago and he's still doing it and uh, taking us a little bit off topic, but it, it kind of talks to the same thing, which is the way i like and i and i've seen this in myself over 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 the years i'm i'm to date myself i'm like about 20 years into sales as well so over my i've i've had some successes had some failures learnings along the way but one thing i realized about myself at least is going from motivation to discipline what you described for me at least is a two week cycle like it takes me two weeks to turn motivation into a discipline like so <laughs> And within that two week window, the first is motivation. Like it just, it's kind of like on autopilot. The first couple of days is it will, the, the energy will sustain for a couple of days, but that day three, day four, and so on before it turns into discipline. For me, at least it's like, all right, just day at a time, take one day at a time. And then after two weeks, it's kind of like muscle memory almost. It just, it's okay. And when I described earlier, Monday through Friday, to get started, that's that like, oh my gosh, specifically around working out. Cause that's the one thing that I kind of, I, I, I deprioritize cause there's so many things happening throughout my work day that I tend to like slack off on the, on the, and it's, you know, in, as I age, it's definitely impacting me. I'm feeling the joints and whatnot. And so I need to get there. And so this is literally very, it's very uh, relevant to right now in my life of what you're describing. Not yeah. so much on sales. I do pretty good on that sense, but, um, but with respect to the other parts of my life, that balance, that work-life balance is, is, is a struggle for me at the moment. I was always told, do the hardest things in the morning, okay? Because once you get those hard things out of the way, the day gets easier for yourself. And So true. Like that was, there's like a Marine quote, the Marines do more by 6 a.m. or something every day than regular people do all day long. Yeah, it's something like <laughs> I do have friends that wake up literally they've invited me a few times this is why this also speaks to the Monday through Friday struggle is they start they actually arrive at the gym at 5:30 in the morning to do their workout and I was like that's early man I'm like Call me. Uh, that would be a struggle for me that's crazy but I do aspire for that I definitely do aspire for that all right so so we're kind of coming up on time 
David, is there anything that you'd like to share that we didn't get a chance to cover? No, gosh, there's so much. I mean, in the sales world, I think the the biggest thing for me is that, you know, again, I, I stress this a lot, you know, get, get uncomfortable or get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's, that's, that's how you're going to grow as, as a sales. And like I brought that story up earlier about recording, it was uncomfortable, but that's where I really grew as a professional. And listen, people work hard. Everybody works hard, but you gotta, you gotta do one. You gotta do more. You gotta do more. And uh, to, you know, mediocrity to me is a, is the silent killer always. And, you know, if as a professional, I think people get goals uh, to, to put too much emphasis on goals. Mm-hmm. They lose sight of are the commitments that they have to make day in and day out in order to achieve those goals. Right. So true. And, and if there's anything I could leave with here today, um, I would say put a heck of a lot more emphasis on the action items that you need to take day in and day out in order to reach your goals versus just that goal. And goals are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from goals, but make sure that you put the emphasis on the things that are going to produce those end results or those end goals and um, focus on those day in and day out. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's it's forward progress, basically, is what you're saying. Like, like even if you have like one foot one day, an inch the day two, it's 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 about forward progress. Great way, man. I love it. It's so, it's exactly right. It's about forward progress. Always yeah. progress. I love it. Well, with that, thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. And with um, all you listeners, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Be sure to check us out at www.excelogy.com. Thank you.